the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How will you be remembered? It's like we will only be remembered for what we do for him. And that will last for eternity. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today, we are continuing our message titled, Who's Navigating? Part 2 in John 15 and 16. Let's jump in. Yes, Jesus is the light of the world. And His light lives in us. And that's what exposes the darkness that's in this world around us. Know this, God has called every Christian to shine the light that lives within us with those that we come in contact with. Now, why does he ask us to do this? To save them from judgment. Let me ask the Christians that are here today, which is most of you, are you shining his light, because many people say, peace, love, joy, and all these things. Are people uncomfortable with you wearing their sin around you? Are they uncomfortable with you stepping in to their sin? Like if you're sitting in a group of people at work, are they just feeling free to tell dirty jokes and cuss and use God's name in vain? Or do you make them uncomfortable? Even when I'm playing basketball up on the court up here at you know, when I play up here at the court here at LA Fitness, it's like, I've been playing it for so long. Everyone calls me the Rev. I don't know where it started. It started years ago. So I'm the Rev. And it's like, everyone knows I'm a pastor. They all know I pastor this church. I invite people, multiple people from there have come to this church. And it's like, man, they'll be cussing or whatever. And they'll, oh, excuse me. There's a conviction. It's not like I got virgin ears. It's not like I haven't ever, you know, heard these things. But, you know, it's nice when your Christianity has permeated where you go. And that's like people are uncomfortable living in their sin in front of you. Look, again, I'm not Jesus. I'm not the Holy Spirit. And other people's sins are between them and God. But I have a moral obligation to warn people of the future judgment that's coming. I said, don't use God's name in vain. It'll come back on you. And those cursings will come back on you. I want to shine his light in the same way Jesus shined his light. Meaning we should be loving and kind. We should be meek and humble, just like Jesus was. You know, they call it the two by four of evangelism. It's in Romans 2, 4. And he says, it's the kindness of God is what leads a man or a woman to repentance. Maybe there are some here today that have asked Jesus into their heart as their savior. Yet there's not been much change in your life, meaning you're still living the way that you've always lived. Sin is still running amok in your life. You're still hanging out with all the old crowd. Nothing has changed for you. Let me ask you a question if that's you. 
Why is that? Why is that? How come you've not allowed Jesus to have his way in your life? Why have you burdened your heart against these things that the Spirit of God wants to do in you? Why have you hardened yourself to them? Listen to what the Bible says to the person who is habitually, continually living in sin. I'm not talking about the person who's battling with a weakness. Look, how many of you battle with a weakness? Okay, the rest of you are lying. Okay. Everyone battles with something. Come on. I mean, it's like I still battle with things. There's things that I know, and I can't go down that road because I'm susceptible to that. And I mean, I could crash and burn with that. So there's things that like, man, I got to watch out. I got to watch where I walk. I got to watch where I look. I got to watch all these things because if I don't, I'll crash and burn. So we all have things that we're battling with. I, you know, we come to Christ and you know, we get rid of this and get rid of that and get rid of that. But it always comes down to two or three things that we're like, man, you know, I'm really susceptible to this. I mean, this is very tempting for me. So, so I'm not talking about the person that's in that constant battle that, man, I'm always, I mean, I got to watch myself. Oh, man, I fell to it again. Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm not talking about that person. But rather, I'm talking about the person who's living under two different set of rules. You come to church on Sunday, you carry the Bible, you sing the songs, but everywhere else, when you're around your friends, you're the same old person. You know, it's like you're embarrassed of your faith. I wonder if the commitment that you made to Jesus was real. Listen to what the Bible says in Titus 1.16. He says, they profess to know God, but by their own deeds they deny him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. He says, you're professing to know God, but yet your lifestyle is just detestable. It's like you're living in sin. It's not like you're battling with sin. Oh, no, you're just living in it. I mean, you're just like, you You know you're doing things that are against God's law. Oh, and you can say, oh, we're our culture. We've accepted this now. Well, the laws have changed. It doesn't matter. God's law never changes. doesn't matter what the culture says. doesn't matter what's politically correct. It doesn't matter what the law says. God's law supersedes every other law. Know this. There's no better time than today to get real with your faith, to seek God for his strength, to become everything that God has called us to be, knowing that we cannot do it in our own strength. There's no mind over matter here. There's no like, let me pull a rabbit out of the hat or some other kind of hocus pocus trick that's going to give us the ability to live a godly life in our own strength. Look what Jesus said in John fifteen twenty six. He says this in verse 26. He says, when the helper comes, the helper is the comforter. It's the spirit of God. It's the advocate. When the helper comes, Jesus says, I will send to you from the father. That is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father. He will bear witness of me. He will bear witness of me. Notice Jesus is going to send a helper a comforter, his spirit. Now, all of those words that we translate comforter, helper, you know, advocate, all of those words, they all come from the same Greek word. It's parakletos. It means an intercessor. It's a counselor. It's an advocate. It's one that will stand in the gap for you and for me. 
One who is strong when we are weak. One who will not fade or faint when it looks like we cannot go any further. Yes, Jesus was going to send this helper, this comforter for you and for me, which brings up our third and final point, navigating in the world. But when was this helper going to navigate for us? When's he going to come? Remember, Jesus at the Last Supper still. He's talking to these guys. And he's like, okay, I'm going to send someone to you. So this is what he said. Now we jump into chapter 16. Let's go to verse 7. Jesus says, but I tell you the truth. Is it to your advantage? It, It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, which is the same as the comforter, the advocate, he will not come to you. But if I go... I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. And concerning righteousness, because the ruler of this world has been judged, Satan, he's been judged. Verse 12, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. This is a lot. These guys are all plates full here on this last night with Jesus. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and he will disclose it to you. All things that the father have are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and he will disclose it to you. Do you notice how he just kept saying, he's going to do this, he's going to do this, it's all going to be, he's going to bring this back to your remembrance. All of these things. Isn't it weird how some faith churches today, it's like they want to make center pulpit the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Spirit. Oh, how's the Spirit moving? What's the Spirit want to do? It's everything about the Spirit. Oh, praise the Holy Spirit. And oh, let's all speak in tongues. Let's run up and down the aisles. Let's bark like dogs. Whatever. It's all about the Spirit. That's not what it is. Jesus said the Spirit's here to take a role to point everyone to me. He's going to come in your life to do what? To help them point people to me. It's all in pointing people back to Jesus. Notice Jesus said it was to our advantage that he goes away. I'm sure the disciples were thinking, uh, no. No, we like hanging out with you. We don't want you to go anywhere. No, it's like, no, we like, I mean, they had been walking with Jesus for three and a half years. Could you imagine you wake up every day? Ah, there's Jesus right there having breakfast. Man, Lord, what are we going to do today? Who are you going to heal? What blind man's going to see? What guy's going to walk up here with his flesh falling off from leprosy and you're just going to heal him and give him the skin of a newborn baby? I mean, what person are you just going to pick up and just walk with? I mean, what's going to happen today? And now Jesus is like, no, it's good that I go away. Oh, I don't think it's good. But yet Jesus, being in a body like you and me, flesh and blood, he could only be in one place at one time. Us humans are so limited by these bodies. But the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, he's not bound to a body like ours. He's God, the Holy Spirit. And he's omnipresent, meaning he can be in all of us all the time, everywhere. Know this, we are not being shortchanged by Jesus not being on the earth physically. 
The Holy Spirit, again, is God in spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is in us. What Jesus was to Peter, James, and John as he walked with them is what the Holy Spirit is to us today. He's our guide. He's our friend. He's our counselor. And no matter where we are, he's with us. Because again, he lives inside of us. And his main job is to navigate for us. His desire is to lead God and direct us through the winding paths of this life. His desire and purpose is to make sure that we walk in the perfect will of God. He points us to Jesus. He reminds us of what the Lord has taught us in his word. Listen to what Jesus said about him in chapter 14, verse 26. He says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Have you ever been talking with someone? You ever just end up in a Jesus conversation that you weren't anticipating? Like, you know, you weren't getting all studied up for Like, I'm going to talk to this person about this, so I'm going to look over all these verses and then I'm going to go into this conversation. No, just a conversation started out of nowhere. I mean, I was at the post office the other day and the one lady that runs everything there, she's like, hey, pray for me about this. I've got this. Give me some verses for that right now. And I'm just like, uh, 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 okay. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, all right. And so, you know, it's like, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, he brought one verse to me, then he brought another one to me, then another one, you know. You ever have that moment where someone's talking to you, then all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking, I don't even know what to say, but then the Lord's giving you something. He's reminding you of something that you read earlier. And all of a sudden you're like, excuse me, I need a pen and a paper. Why? I need to take notes of myself. This is pretty good. Okay, you know. But that's the Holy Spirit. And that's what he does. He's so good. Yes, like Jesus said in verse 8, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. And like he said in verse 14, he will always glorify Jesus. One of the ways that he does that is through you and me. We are witnesses of the God of creation. God has chosen us. He has filled us with his Holy Spirit to do what? To point other people to him. What a difference we see in the world. The world does what? glorifies men. They don't glorify God. They glorify the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. How many more award shows do we need to honor Hollywood celebrities, music makers, and sports icons? We have the Oscars. We have the Grammys. We have the ESPY Awards and dozens of other shows that exalt ourselves like the Emmys, the MTV Awards, the Billboard Awards, People's Choice Awards, the Tony Awards. I mean, oh my, it's just, there are so many awards. I was looking them up on the internet. I said, there's like dozens of awards that we do every year. But the Holy Spirit, he has no fanfare. He just simply fills us with his power so we can exalt and glorify God. Look back at John chapter 16, verse 1. It says, Jesus speaking, These things I've spoken to you that you may be kept from stumbling. So this is all in the context of the Holy Spirit living inside of us and walking with us. So what's the whole key there? Verse 1 of 16. He says, I want to keep you from stumbling. That's a good thing. You know, according to the dictionary, to stumble is to trip. It's to lose our balance. 
We know what stumbling is, but in a biblical sense, in a moral sense, it's to fall into sin. It's to do wrong. I think we all know a lot about stumbling. Do we not in our walk? We stumble at times. At least I do. Yet now Jesus says that we may be kept from stumbling. It's when that Prius driver gets in front of you. And they won't turn on the red. It's like, in America, you can hang a right on the red. It's the Prius driver in the fastest lane of the freeway, and he's going 40 miles an hour. Like, you're getting 50 miles a gallon. Can you go a little faster? Can you move to the side? Can you just, you know, it's... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm picking on Prius drivers, but if you have a Prius, God loves you. And I love you because I have to, because I have to forgive you because we're supposed to. But anyway, but it's like God is the one that helps us from stumbling. Jesus said this in verse one of chapter 16, after he just told at the end of chapter 15 that the Holy Spirit would come. Again, it's the Holy Spirit that will keep us from stumbling. Again, how? By leading us in all truth. Look what he said again in verse 13 of John 16. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. Some people might say, what is truth? We live in a world of lies. It's dog eat dog. All this political stuff. And this one says, is this all? And this story says that. And everyone blames everyone else. I mean, what is truth? What is really the truth here? You know, there's fake news on of the news channels and all this. It's like, what is truth? Well, Jesus said what truth is. John 17, 17, he says, set them apart in the truth. Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. And that's why we're told in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It'll cause us to grow spiritually. Think about this. The mysteries of God that have perplexed the most intelligent people on planet earth have now been revealed to you and to me. Doesn't matter what your intelligence level is. Doesn't matter what your IQ score is. Doesn't matter if you finished high school or you didn't finish high school or if you're a brainiac. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit can reveal truth to us that cannot be deciphered by the natural human intellect. Think about it. The most revered theologians and philosophers of 2,000 years ago, the most revered, the smartest people on the planet 2,000 years ago, They both missed Jesus. They missed him. God came to planet earth to walk in the midst of his own creation and they all missed it. They missed it. Jesus did unbelievable miracles. You think that would wake them up? They missed it. Yet Jesus reveals himself to the simple, to those who will just believe in him. Then he left us with a part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, to lead God and direct us by illuminating his Holy Spirit in us to his word and illuminated his word. So we could be his witnesses. Amazing, unbelievable really, but yet it's true. And God wants us to know this. That's why he says, don't you know that your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit and my spirit is dwelling inside of you. That's what makes it 
all different. It's a game changer. So as believers, we are to take this exhortation to heart in Ephesians 5.18. He says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. What does that mean? Do not be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. Comes from a Greek word that just means don't waste and squander your life. Don't get drunk with wine. Don't be this person who medicates your problems and your failures with alcohol. He says that's going to waste and squander your life. He says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. But you could also say, don't be filled with drugs. Don't be filled with any vice that pulls you away from me because that's wasting and squandering your life. Don't get so caught up in education that you forget about your, you know, your, your desire and the purpose that you have in serving the Lord. Don't get so caught up in your job. Don't get so caught up in making money. Listen, we all have to survive here. We all have to work. It's part of the curse. I had to get up. I worked in construction for as many years as I've been in the ministry. I had to get up at 5 o'clock every morning, 4.30 sometimes, and get out and fight two hours of traffic, and then work for 10, 12 hours, and fight two hours of traffic back home, working 12, 14 hours a day. It's like I did that my whole life working in construction. So I understand, you know, before I went into the ministry full-time, man, it's just you got to work. I understand that. And the ministry's work is not like, oh, gee, I just sit around with my feet up on my desk. I mean, it's like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off doing the things that I do in the ministry. But the point is this. Don't get so caught up in something else that it's wasting or squandering your life. Always put Jesus first. Always put him first. Let me ask you as we finish here today. Who is navigating in your life today? Who is guiding your path? Are you shining as a bright light in this sick and dying world that we live in? If you are, that's awesome because you have tapped into your true purpose, this side of heaven. But maybe there are some here today that an emptiness burns within you and nothing seems to fill it. Understand, you were created for so much more than just living in this life. God desires to tap into, he wants us to tap into his purpose and his plan. That's, he's ordained for all of us from the foundation of the world. And for you today, that could be today. It could be what happens for you in now. Because it's like, could you imagine going through life? I don't think you'll be bummed if I share this, but a lot of you know Big D. And, uh, you know, he's uh, been fellowshipping here since almost the very beginning of our church. And uh, his father just passed away. And I was sitting there in the foyer talking to him, actually right before this service. We were talking about his dad for about two minutes. And all he was telling me is, man, his dad, how he lived out his faith. See, what was a testimony of his dad? His testimony of his dad was, man, he walked with God. Man, it wasn't just what he said, it's what he did. He was a man of honor. He always opened the door for his wife. He was almost married to his wife. He was a couple weeks short of 65 years. Always opened that door for her. Always honored his wife. He was honorable to people that he worked with. People looked at him as a gentleman and a man of God. It's like, what did it take to earn that reputation? 
It took everything in his life, his whole life. And that's what he earned. But what are we talking about him? I mean, here I am. I said, big D. We're talking about your dad for two minutes. And all I'm hearing about is what a testimony he lived in his life. And see, that is more important than anything else. Think about it. If you were to drop dead today, what are we going to be talking about you? Oh, man, they were that barn burner, man. They got that last deal, man. That guy could suck blood out of a turnip, man. It's like, is that, is that how you're going to be remembered? Is it going to be like, oh, man, it's like good riddance. Glad they're gone. That person caused me misery. Worst parent ever. Worst spouse ever. How will you be remembered? It's like we will only be remembered for what we do for him. And that will last for eternity. Amen. That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA, to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.